welcome to the Loyola Greyhound Podcast. I'm Jason Johnson, the Director of Video Production for Loyola Athletics. Join us as our guests will range from coaches, trainers, athletic administrators, and student-athletes. And joining me today in our very first episode will be the big dog herself, Donna Woodruff, the Director of Athletics. We'll have a sobering conversation about COVID-19 and its effect on sports across the nation. But first, we're going to talk to Donna about her journey from a student athlete to the director of athletics here at Loyola. And this journey does include a trip across the pond. So make sure you grab your passport and whatever condiment you like with your fish and chips. All right, here we go. Without further ado, the Loyola Greyhound podcast presented by the Pinnacle Advisory Group. So one of the last things that I did for this uh, athletic year was I was at Penn with women's lacrosse and that's where uh, Penn has a, has a place for you, right? A place in your heart. Can you tell us a little bit about your time at Penn and take us through the journey of you uh, getting all the way to Loyola? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it is kind of ironic that our last women's lacrosse game uh, was at Penn, which is my alma mater. And uh, aside from having been there as a student athlete for four years and, and playing both field hockey and lacrosse, um, I worked there for nine years uh, as well. So spent a total of 13 years, you know, at, at Penn. You know, I was very fortunate during my time at Penn as a student athlete to just have great memories, great experiences, um, was never expecting to go into athletic administration when I was at Penn. Um, I, like most student athletes, was focused on having as much success as possible uh, while I was competing, while I was competing in the classroom as well as, you know, on the field. But my focus was never, you know, to end up in college athletics after I graduated. You know, I, I was set, uh, like most students are, set on what they think they're going to do after graduation. Uh, it may change throughout the course of time while you're there experiencing college, but for me, I was set from the time that I was in high school through college to become an attorney. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to do. Um, but my senior year, I had an opportunity, my uh, college roommate and I and my best friend had an opportunity presented to us to play field hockey uh, in England for a year after we graduated or when we were getting headed uh, toward graduating. And uh, we said, yeah, this would be great. I tell everybody, I think my parents might uh, have been a little surprised by that. Um, and I think maybe looking back, I was a little surprised with myself, you know, for saying that I'm a pretty prescribed person. This is what I was going to do. This is how I was going to do it. And this is when I was going to do it, but it was an awesome opportunity. We took advantage of it, had a great time played in England uh, for a year, um, worked while we were over there in probably a little non-traditional, uh, you know, route. Um, but when I came back and knew that I was going to have to then apply to law school, because that's what I wanted to do, um, I was going to have to take a year, you know, away um, and kind of take the opportunity to apply and ended up getting asked if I wanted to be an assistant coach at my alma mater because they had a a job as an assistant coach in field hockey and lacrosse. And, you know, nine years later, I really enjoyed that. I was exposed to athletic administration. I chose to do my master's in higher education, um, my master's in education with a focus on higher ed administration and just became 
exposed to the other side of college athletics and thought it was the most awesome thing ever. You know, it allowed me to organize some things, allowed me to stay connected to the student athletes. And I eventually left the coaching side and just went into administration. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously thrilled to be in the position that I am at Loyola, but that's, that's kind of how I got from Penn uh, to where I am now. And when we're airing this, it's going to be uh, National Student Athlete Day. Um, so being a two-sport athlete uh, yourself, and a pretty good one from the research that I was looking through, what is some advice that you would give some of our students uh, about the lessons that they can learn while in college that can teach them something down the road once they graduate? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that I would give advice on that. I actually think when you're in a good place, a good institution, a good program as a student athlete, the you have an enormous amount of opportunity to learn things and to take away from that experience things that maybe some other students don't have the opportunity. So the first thing I would say is congratulations, right, to all of our student athletes. Congratulations to the student athletes across the country, because it is such a challenge to balance what they do at a high level wherever they are, and they should be celebrated uh, for all that they commit to their, um, you know, to their teams, to themselves, uh, to their institution. So I commend all the student athletes and glad we're, we're doing this on National Student Athlete Day. Um, some of the things though, if I flip that around your question, Jason, just a little bit, um, what I think they will end up taking away uh, from their experience will probably be, and I, I hope they think about this, is the amount of commitment that they've demonstrated uh, to something. They'll take that into their work. They'll take that into their families. Um, they certainly will show that they've been diligent and, you know, had some responsibility, right? I mean, that you show that it does, you, you, you do grow over the course of uh, your time as a, as a student athlete, you will see how everything is a process. And if you commit to it, um, you can be a part of something, you know, something great. Uh, the competitiveness, I know that they will take from them. And that doesn't mean when it all costs by any stretch of the imagination. That means, you know, competing uh, in your classrooms. That mean, means competing from yesterday to today to be better. Um, and, and as well, I think a little bit of empathy, right? I, you know, I was talking to my uh, college roommate, uh, again, my um, teammate for four years in both field hockey and lacrosse and, and my best friend. And uh, she lives in, we were just talking the other day, uh, she lives in England and has lived there now, you know, for about 20 years. And um, we still talk about, you know, the things that happened to us as student athletes and what we took away from it. But when I talk about empathy, um, you know, she blew out her knee her senior year and I was defending her. And so right in front of me, I mean, I will never forget, you know, the look on her face um, and, and when she screamed and went down in, in pain halfway through our senior year. Um, and, but I had to live with her. I had to help her go through, you know, that I had to go out on the field every day when she couldn't. And I think, um, we were taught, well, I know we were talking recently about the empathy that we have for the student athletes, uh, you know, and what they go through, you know, today. And that was, um, you know, and anything they're dealing with. And that was because we had that experience. So I think all of those things, student athletes will take away, uh, and certainly more, and certainly things that are specific to their experience, but, but those things definitely, uh, you know, will resonate for a lot of student athletes. 
the camaraderie that you're talking about that these teams have, I, I, I've been with Loyola for two years now, and um, it's, it's pretty amazing how these teams that I've been around are, they are family-like. Um, the way that they bond together and what you're talking about with not just the great uh, successes that they have, um, but there are, there are the uh, valleys to every peak and how they rally together, um, support each other and go back out and continue to be competitive and then ultimately learn and, and continue to just press one together as a family. And I see that in every program. Um, there's not just one specific program that sticks out or whatnot. It's all across Loyola student athletes. Can you speak to that being the athletic director here about this notion of the one hound family that we talk about and just such a great job that these athletes do and the coaches do of bringing everybody together? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, it is a, a great feature <laughs> and uh, you know you've been here for two years now and that stands out to you which I'm I'm happy about I'm proud of that but not because I think that comes uh, from me right I'm I'm proud of that because I think that truly is who we are you know you mentioned our one hound family you know kind of theme and um, when I first got here that was something that we talked about and kind of used it as just a little tagline when I, when I started. And what I have been struck by is how our student athletes believe that, not because of me, they believe that before I got here. And that's how they, uh, they operate. That's how they move as teams and as teammates and as people. Uh, I would say that as proud of I, as I am of the student athletes, I think our coaches do a phenomenal job, not just in making sure that that is what their programs live and, um, you know, exemplify, but also in making sure that the student athletes that they choose to invite into our family are the right ones. And they work very hard at identifying not just talented student athletes, but though, you know, as far as athletics is concerned, but those who um, will do this the right way who will be good team members, who will um, represent the institution in the right way. And I am constantly um, impressed. Not, I'm no more surprised. I'm just uh, impressed because when I talk with our student athletes, when I see them in the hallways, when I see them on the field, before or after a game, everything that you've mentioned is who they are all the time. And I'm exceedingly you know, proud to represent them as the athletic director because they do do things the right way. I would want to be on many of these teams. Um, I say many because there's some that they would not want me uh, because of my athletic inability in some of the sports. But uh, if I if I could, you know, compete at least a little bit, uh, then I would want to be on any one of these teams. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by the Pinnacle Advisory Group, which offers clients active investment management and in-depth financial planning to help them achieve the financial peace of mind that they have earned. Pinnacle Advisory Group is located in Maryland, where it is operated for more than 25 years. Call 410-995-6630 to speak with a certified wealth manager today. So that groundwork that we're talking about with family it's really important now. 
with what's going on with our nation right now um, with college athletics. I think it's important because uh, to, to note the date that we're recording this because the information that we're learning and, and what's going on is changing constantly with the COVID-19 virus. So we're recording this on March 30th. And unfortunately, just a heartbreaking end with a lot of sports, uh, spring sports. Can you talk to us just a little bit about how this whole situation from your point of view started, how we got to where we are today and, and what we can look at as a positive moving forward from what's going on here? Yeah. So how we got here, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as I was thinking some thoughts in preparation for this conversation, Jason, I was thinking about what led up to, um, you know, the day that we basically, the, the world stopped as far as sports was concerned. Um, and, you know, the few days leading up to that, I really had to go back and, and look at my calendar and kind of really think hard um, about what was happening for those three or four days because everything was coming so quickly. And quite honestly, the thing that has stood out as the uh, delineation point for me was that day, was that Thursday, I think it was March 12th, um, uh, you know, that Thursday when we had got the information in the morning that we were canceling the spring, you know, sports uh, seasons, practice and competition. And pretty much that it just stands out as I had to think about really hard about what else happened that week because it was such a emotional day, um, such an incredible day, as you mentioned, unprecedented. Um, and, and so I really had to, to think uh, a little bit about what was going on. And hindsight's perfect. And at that time, we didn't know the information that we even have now. So those decisions are, were, I'm sure, really difficult. Yeah. And, and I'm going to give a lot of credit um, to the Patriot League to, uh, and, and their administration, uh, our conference commissioner, and all of the athletic directors within the, the Patriot League, but also to our institution uh, from Father Lenane to, you know, our Vice President Rob Kelly and Terry Sawyer, because we were all in constant communication. And I never at once at one time felt like, you know, we were just out there and here's the information and go run with it. There was a lot of conversation over the uh, three or four days leading up to, to those decisions. Um, but nonetheless, it was, wow, <laughs> you know, this decision has been made. We've got to share it with our student athletes and coaches. And then, you know, and then what happens? Because as you said, you talk about unprecedented and unknown. It's hard enough delivering the information. And then obviously in the, in the time since then, it, it's just been constant communication too. Uh, institutions figuring out how they're going to move forward, NCA conversations, and uh, you know, figuring out how our students are doing their coursework. Um, so there's a lot going on. And as you said, by the time uh, this airs in a week, there will probably be a lot of updates, and whether that's across the country or in our conference or at our institution. The information is moving so quickly. Um, and, and looking back, it was absolutely the right decision, but at the time, it, it, I'm sure it was really difficult. With what happened, what do you think this has taught us, new things that this has taught us about an athletic department and a university? Yeah, in the short term, because I really do think a lot of the lessons are still to be learned, right? How do we come out of this? Um, how, how do you bounce back in the, the best way? And when will that be, 
right? We don't know when that will be. Is that going to be a, a month from now? You know, when uh, people start coming back to campuses, is that going to be two, three, four, you know, months? Is it going to be the fall? So, so I think there's still a lot to learn in the short term. Um, what I do think it has taught us a, about probably any um, business is that if, if you, and not those that uh, unfortunately are suffering greatly um, because of a, a loss of, you know, uh, jobs, etc. But those that are able right now to continue working, and I'll, I'll say colleges and institutions like ours, um, have learned that there are different ways to communicate. There are other ways to stay in touch. And if you have a really strong group of people, you can figure out, you know, how to keep that moving forward. So it is not ideal to not have um, direct contact with our student athletes and staff and, and coaches. And I can't imagine any coach ever thought that they would be work, any college coach ever thought that they would be working with their student athletes via a computer uh, or what have you. But they're, they're adapting. And I think a, a short term lesson is that um, all the competitiveness and the fight and the figuring out how to get things done that translates over to these kind of situations. When student athletes and coaches, et cetera, are faced with adversity, as they are all the time, a student gets injured, you know, a schedule gets changed, the weather is not what you like, they constantly deal with adversity. And uh, this, was, this is clearly a different kind of adversity, but they're figuring it out. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to put that one hound family to test, to bring us all together. Um, as much as everybody here at Loyola in the athletics department loves athletics. This is bigger than that. There are bigger things than going out and playing on the field. It may not feel like that all the time. Yep. Um, so when we do, when these athletes do get a chance to go back out on the field, when, when sports do start back up, it is going to put kind of into perspective just how sports play into a major role. Sports everywhere are gone. I work within sports. I watch sports all day with film. Yeah. I go to sporting events all the time with Loyola. I come home, I sit down on TV and I turn on sports. <laughs> yep. I, I don't have that now. Mm-hmm. And um, It just shows you how important sports are to people and not just the athletes, sure. but our fans, yeah. uh, the community that's around us. And uh, we can't wait to get back, um, but obviously we don't want to rush back either. Um, so let's end on a positive note, hopefully here. Um, what are you most proud of, not from necessarily this situation itself, but from your time as an athletic director here with Loyal? What are you most proud of about this program? Yeah, um, well, first of all, I'm, I've, I've, I always have said that I feel blessed that I walked into uh, or was invited uh, and accepted into this position three years ago, because there are so many things that have already happened at this institution and in our athletics department to be proud of, even though I wasn't a part of them uh, in any way, shape or form. The history is, is great. The number of um, former student athletes, you know, that I've had the opportunity to meet the alums that are out there that are supportive and are just wonderful people. So again, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that. As far as in the time that I've been here, some of the things that you know, I've been proud of, um, are just being able to watch and experience some of the greatness of our student athletes, right? I mean, I I can't even list the number of academic um, accolades and things that have been impressive, you know, to me, you know, when I hear about one of our 
student athletes doing something in a laboratory or working in an internship or, you know, helping um, in the community. Those things are, are incredibly impressive because they're in addition to what they're doing as a, a student athlete. I mean, as a, as student athletes, it was of course, you know, uh, this season alone in, in basketball um, to watch Steph Carr's in women's basketball and to lead the nation in, in steals and every game, you're just like, how many is she going to get? And that, and not to mention doing it while she was, uh, her body, you know, had taken a, a beating and, and just every time you're watching athletes like that, get out there and compete and wear Loyola, you know, on their Jersey is, is awesome. And, you know, last year to have Pat Spencer, win the Tuaraton is the, you know, best college player, in the nation and you know with the conversations that i've had with him and just watching him compete you can't help but be impressed and proud uh even though clearly i have nothing to do with his uh athletic prowess um you're proud but i also thought what was amazing is the reality that pat won the twarton you know as one of our our players and in the same building right next to him is jen adams you know, as our women's lacrosse coach, who was the first Tuarton winner, you know, as a player, um, you know, on the women's side. And I, that's awesome. How can you not be proud to represent Loyola when those are the types of things that are happening, you know, on your campus and, and in your building? And then, uh, you know, around all of our other sports, I'm incredibly impressed and these are all the sports that I said that they wouldn't invite me to, to do, you know, track and, and crew um, and, and tennis and all and swimming. And when you see what they are doing every year that was better than the previous year and just continuing to improve and to get podiums and personal records at unbelievable, um, you know, amounts every year, I am, am so proud of that. I'm proud to stand on the sideline or the pool deck and, and experience that with them. So, you know, there's not one thing. Uh, it's constant. And, you know, who wouldn't love to work someplace where that was the reality? Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm really looking forward to, in due time, of course, but when Loyola Athletics comes back and and seeing everything that you're talking about. The, the next chapters are going to be great. Yeah, thank you so much, Jason. Uh, happy National Student Athlete Day to everybody that's listening uh, when this comes out. And I appreciate you taking the time to have a little conversation about this and, and look forward to uh, getting our student athletes and coaches back on campus whenever that is and uh, then having great days ahead. So thanks so much. This podcast was brought to you by the Pinnacle Advisory Group, which offers clients active investment management and in-depth financial planning to help them achieve the financial peace of mind that they have earned. Pinnacle Advisory Group is located in Maryland, where it is operated for more than 25 years. Call 410-995-6630 to speak with a certified wealth manager today. Mm-hmm.